We're on Ayin Hayam in Bay 75b, and we're trying to understand why it's forbidden to marry Kusim. So about 10 lines up, Omer of Yeshua ben Levi, Sholosh there's three different opinions. So the first opinion is Rabbi Shmuel, Savar Kusim, Gerarias. Really, Kusim, the conversion they had was not good. They're converts because of lions. The Kohanim, Shitamu Behem, and uh, the, now really, if somebody's not Jewish, they can convert. You could solve that problem, but there's a different problem. They got Kohanim, or people they made priests. They, the people they got were actually illegitimate people. They were psulim. They made people to be the priests for the idols. They were people that were the thorns. They were people that were... Um, uh, illegitimate. So therefore, you can't marry a kusi because they have mixed in priests that were illegitimate. And uh, we, that would taint their lineage. Rabbi Kiva Sava, that's answer number one. Rabbi Kiva says, no, really, kusim geri emis, they were good converts. And the kohanim that they had were good kohanim. Shunam Rabbi Yasim uh, and how do we know they were good Kohanim? So then the question is, if they were really Jews, why, could, why can't we intermarry with them? And so the answer is, they had a funny opinion about how to do Yibam. They said, they did Yibam if somebody was engaged. But if somebody was married and died without children, they allowed her to remarry without yimachalitza. Upatras and nesuas, they exempted married women. Now, the halacha is a married woman whose uh, husband died without children and the husband left a brother needs to get yimachalitza or she's not permitted to remarry. And the kusim permitted her to remarry. And so that new marriage she would have would be in sin. And according to this opinion, it would create a mamzer. My dorish, what, what was it that confused them? The answer is it's two lines from the top. It should not be uh, the wife of the deceased shouldn't marry a stranger. The one that's on the outside um, should not marry a stranger, meaning the one that, that her husband hadn't fully married, that one has to be taken for Yibam, the one, if the husband was just uh, engaged. And that he died, his fiance should be taken by the husband's brother. But in the case where there was a full wife, that she was fully married, she is allowed to marry someone else. And Rebbe Kiva holds, Yesh that would create a mamzer. And so, according to this opinion, because of their funny view about Yibam, where they would let women that required Yibam or Chalitza did not get it, um, then those women, when they remarry, would create mamzerim like Rebbe Kiva. That's answer number two. Answer number three, It's because they don't follow the halachas the halos well, and we're going to see that causes them to have mamzerim. Who's this opinion? If the kusim make matzah, it's kosher lepesach, and you can use it for the seder. For Lazar Osir, he says, no, they don't do it 100%. The Shingon Leel says, Kol Nitsche, it depends. If they did it, Kusim Harmi, they do it even better than we do. They were very careful. So what does it mean that they weren't careful? They didn't have the laws of marriage and divorce correct. And so they would allow people to get married who were already married or didn't get divorced. 
and um, that created mamzerim. There was a case, they had bastards that were mixed in from somebody that married a sister and somebody that married their brother's wife. Now, why are these two different cases? My Kamash Malan is coming to tell you that it's a, a mamzer from the, those that were mixed in. I, why do we need to? It's the same, same kind of forbidden relationship. Left, learn one. That happened to be, that was the case. Rabbi Omar Eve Shifkin is He says that there was a problem where slaves got mixed in. Uh, and it's forbidden because you can't marry maidservants. That's why you can't marry the Samaritans, as they have maidservants mixed in. I, a maidservant and a manservant are the same. That was the particular case. Okay, new Mishnah. If a person wants to marry a woman who's the daughter of a Kohen, the question is, is this another Kohen, or is it any person? Rashi learns uh, it's any person who wants to marry the daughter of a Kohen, and Tosas learns that specifically a Kohen wants to marry the daughter of a Kohenis, uh, of a Kohen, and he wants their children to be eligible to work in the base of English. So to make sure that there's no problem in lineage, you have to check the four mothers, which... The four mothers on each side is eight mothers altogether. Who are they? Ima, the mother of the woman, Ve'im Ima, and the, the mother's mother, Ve'im Avi Ima, and the mother of the mother's father, Ve'ima and her mother, Ve'im Aviha, and the mother of the father, Ve'ima and her mother, Ve'im Avi Aviha, and the mother of the father of the father, Ve'ima and her mother. Levia Ve'Yisraelis, and if you're going to marry a Levia or Ve'Yisraelis, so then there's even one more to check. Uh, if somebody uh, was working and got to the base Hamigdash, uh, was let in, then you don't have to check on them. If you can testify that they were let in to do the avodas, you can assume that they uh, were checked already. Or if they were Levim who did the Shira, you don't have to check. Or if they were on the Beisden. Or if they were judges. Or they're eligible to marry Kahuna because these people couldn't have had these jobs unless they had good lineage. You don't need to check anymore. Even if somebody was assigned witness in that court in Sipori, that's good enough proof that they had good lineage. If you were listed in the army, the Jewish army, then definitely your lineage was checked first. They only took soldiers of good lineage. Maishna, so now the more is going to explain. Why, why is it that we check the mothers? Maishna Begavri, why don't we check the fathers? We don't seem to check them. The answer is, when women fight with each other, arise to Kiminazis. Um, they will, uh, if they say something bad or accuse them, it'll be about something behind closed doors, immoral behavior. The emissid ikamilsa, and we wouldn't necessarily low like call. There wouldn't be rumors about that, and so if we ch- um, basically the, it wouldn't be known by others, and it would that's Bezdin has to check. Whereas men, when they tend to fight, they argue about yuksin. They challenge is the other person Jewish? Are they full Jewish? What are they? Are they a mamzer to come Nazi? And if these things are true, isle call. These things would be very clear. In other words, things that if somebody accuses somebody of fooling around, well, Basin will have to check. Did they fool around? Did they create a child? Did they commit adultery? But that's not well known. But if somebody questions lineage, that would be well known, and there's no need to check. The Ihinami Tivdach, 
uh, why don't we check her? Why do we mention just the mothers? So, if she wants to marry someone, she can, doesn't, she, you don't have to check. A woman can marry anyone she wants. A Kohenis, a daughter of a Kohen, is not forbidden to marry somebody who's not kosher. Ravada, not a mamzer, but she's allowed to marry a Chol or other people like that, even though that she'd no longer be eligible to uh, have uh, marry a Kohen. Ravada Barabbat Tani Dali the most, he learns there are four mothers, which ends up being 12 if you uh, make the rounds. Masnita Tani Dali the most, and in our Mishnah, we learned there's four mothers, which is 16. So, is that a different opinion? How do we fit that in? I'm sorry, the question before when it said, Ihi Nami Tivduk, is why doesn't she check him? And so, that, as we explained, she can marry whoever she wants. So, um, so again, we said, if Adabar Ava said there are four mothers, uh, and it's a total of 12 altogether. If you, we said that it's, it, four is eight, and then you add one more for a Levi, one more set for a Levius for Yusewis. And then in the mission, it sounded like it was 16 mothers altogether. So Bishlein Ravada, as we turn the page, he can learn the 12 in the case of Levi of Bas Yisrael, and he's consistent with the Mishnah. But, Elamasnisen, Neymar Pal Galo. But um, the Mishnah, uh, doesn't say, uh, it sounds like it argues on this view of 16. So that's strange to argue on the Mishnah. So the Morris said, My, when it says one more pair, maybe it means double. Uh, one more pair, if, um, uh, which would be, um, if it's one more pair of mothers, if you add um, two, uh, two more pairs, you'll end up with 16. This that you're required to do all this checking is like Rav Meir. He said that um, you don't have to check because uh, you can assume they're kosher unless you know of a problem. But didn't he learn the case of our Mishnah was there was a concern where somebody complained and said that there was a problem here. So manda masni hai lo masni hai. There's two opinions about if the case of our Mishnah was uh, there was a complaint or not. But according to what we're saying, if there's no complaint, no checking is needed. Some people read a little different over, you know, Rav, Zudi, Rav, Mer, our Mishnah is only like Rav, Mer. The Chacham, they say, Kol that any family is assumed to be good. But if you do hear a complaint, then you have to check into it. So then we said, ain't boken in the Mizbeach Lamal. If somebody was in the Mizbeach, you don't need to check. My time at Ilav the Badku, had he not been checked out, they wouldn't have let him in. They had a, at the beginning of the base of Migdish was the Sanhedrin, and they checked everybody out on the way. Before they came in, they were checked. The Valomina Dukh Lamala, or if they were at the singing of the Leviya, my time at Omar Shashama Yoshimiyaksa Kahuna Miyaksa Leviya. That was the place where people who were che- only people who were checked were allowed to sing or were allowed to be there. And also, if you were in Sanhedrin, my time in the Tanur Yosef, Kashem should base them in Nukam, etc. Just like to be a member of Sanhedrin, you have to have a clean record. You also can't have be blemished lineage. How do you see that? There's no blemish. How do you know it means a blemished record? Maybe it means you have to be like perfect in health. Uh, so, mamish. Uh, a regular blemish. So, it says the when Moshe Rabbeinu was picking a um, the judges, when Moshe Rabbeinu was picking the judges, they had to be similar to him of good lineage. 
Maybe that was different because the Shekhinah would speak to them and they had extra requirement. No, it was talking about uh, hiring additional judges to make it easier for Moshev and Nosi'ilach and will carry the burden with you, but they have to be uh, full-blooded Jews, no mamzerim and no slaves, just like you. So then we said, if your forefathers were judges. This word shotir sometimes means policemen, but here Rashi says it means uh, single judges, not necessarily on a, on a based in. Are you telling me that if you are not uh, total good lineage, you can't be a judge? Didn't we say, anybody can do a judge regular money, monetary cases? But not anybody can sit on a capital court. Uh, on a capital court, we check, but not on money cases. If a Biden what do we come to include? Even a mamzer can do a money case. So what are we saying? A money case has to be a totally good image. Didn't we learn even a mamzer could? So Amr, in Yushalayim, in Yushalayim, even though in theory you could have a mamzer, Yushalayim had only people of impeccable lineage do cases. Uh, where the requirements were higher that to judge any case you had to be good lineage. The Gabit Staka, and we said also, if you're a Gabit Staka, also, if the person was a Gabit Staka, you can be sure they had good lineage. Since their job requires them with, to fight with people, the Omar Mar, they're required to collect Sidaka, even if the people don't give willingly, they can take a collateral. A few Arab Shabbos. And it, they, they, they are allowed to collect even on a Friday. Sometimes people didn't have food for Shabbos. And as Rashi says, that uh, Friday people are busy. And when people, Rashi, feel the air of Shabbos, the person is torah. And when you're very busy and someone comes and you don't, you don't want to do what they want, maybe you fight with them. And he's going to yell at the money collector. Um and if there was something on him, if he was not a full-blooded Jew, if he was a mamzer or an evid, you can guarantee they would have called him those names and said it. And so from the fact that there were no rumors and nobody ever accused him of that, they, they may have said other not nice words. They, evidently, his lineage was good. The mortar brings a story. The landlord of Radabar was a convert. And he and Rabibi were getting in a fight about who would take the position of running the city. One said, I will be the head of the city. So they went to Beis. So when the Rav Yosef heard that one of them was a gear, he said, doesn't it say, it says, when you put somebody in charge of the Jewish people, it should be a full Jew, not a half Jew, not a convert. Um, so the, uh, he wanted to say, maybe we can't let his landlord, who was a convert, be in charge. But what about this case where his mother was Jewish? We said that he was a convert. He, we meant actually he was descended from a convert. And so in this case, he is eligible to be appointed uh, the ruler of the city. So so he's called your brother, Hilkak, Rebibi. So they had to come up with a compromise. And he said, let Rebibi, who's a great person, let him be in charge of the heavenly matters of the city, the matters of the shul, the other things. And um, his landlord could be in charge of the uh, secular matters, mealy demasa, the important needs of the city. So um, Abaye made a comment, Hilkak, 
that the landlord got the job because his tenant uh, was a scholar and spoke up for him. So he said, If you have a scholar in your, as a tenant, you'll be fortunate. Because he can stand up for you in Beisden and help you get the, the best outcome. Rivzeira would um, allow the children of converts to take on big positions. Rabbi Abuah did also. Marabba, Fir, Reish, Kivari, and Eretz Yisrael, though they were particular, even to be in charge of weights and measures, they wouldn't use somebody who was descended from converts. Menardoya, Filu, Reish, Ganusa, even in charge of the uh, irrigation, Lo Mukamina. With weights and measures, um, you might have said, well, it's, what, what is there to do? You just have to make sure the weights and measures are honest. But um, uh, I pointed out sometimes where you go to the airlines and it's a 40-pound limit and you have 41 pounds. If the person doing it is a mamzer, if, they don't, if they're nasty, they can make trouble for you. And so you shouldn't appoint people to be in charge of weights and measures if they don't come from good lineage. They don't know how to apply things properly. Um, and the other one said, if the question of whose turn it was to get the water of the city, also, you don't want to put someone in charge who has a streak of cruelty or might come from bad blood and it wasn't totally erased, it should be your brother. Rav Yossi says, uh, We said, um, the, um, he said, even if somebody was a witness, yeah, if he signed as a witness on that court, my time at Daiko, Mexico, because in that court, they were careful who signed. Rev. Kanina ben Antikna said, even a soldier. Omar of Yudah, Omar Shmuel, Bechayosh, Obeys David. Only if they were in the army of David were they careful to have only soldiers of good lineage. How do we know that? What's the reason? To win a battle, you need merits. And not only do you need your merits, you need the merits of your forefathers. And converts have their own merits, but they won't necessarily have the merits of their forefathers. So Morris says, but didn't it list somebody in David's army and called them the Ammoni? So doesn't that mean that he was a convert? So Morris said, no, the Yasmin Amon, he was from there. Ah, what about Uriachiti? My love, doesn't it mean he came from Chais? He said, no, he was living in Chais, but he was Jewish. Ah, what about Itahagitai? Vikitema, maybe you want to say here also, they just happened to be living in Gas. Valmer of Nachman, Itahagitai, Bau Bitzel. No, he was famous because David conquered many idols uh, in his uh, battles. And the idols were made of very valuable material, gold and silver. And so he had a non Jew on his army staff. And if a non-Jew takes the, the idol and nullifies it, then Jews are allowed to benefit from it. And so that was his job, is he would, he would nullify it. So you see, they did have a non-Jew on the army. But I guess he didn't serve. That was only his role, was to nullify the idols. It says that David had 400 children. Now, Rashi says they weren't his children. There were 400 children that were born from the warriors of David Amalek's uh, army and uh, that they fought in battles. There's a chazal that David Amalek thought that it, was, that it was a mitzvah to take captive maidens. He didn't realize that this, um, uh, today we know it's only if he ate Sahara, the person, if he has no choice, but that it's not ideal and that they'll have a rebellious kid and there are all kinds of trouble that comes from it. But they would. Uh, they thought there was a mitzvah to bring these people into the Jewish people, and they had children with them. And the children that they used were in the military, and they were handsome and they were big. The kula misapri kumi umegadim 
and they had a special fierce uh, kind of haircut, like a ponytail. And they were put in gold chariots. So, um, so you see that uh, David had this special corps of officers or, or of army men that were not of Jewish stock. They were from the uh, captive maidens that were converted. So you see you could have people of converts and of not such great lineage in the army. So um, one version is that maybe these were, uh, they asked how they could have that haircut, which was typically only for idolaters. Um, uh, maybe these, they, this was, there's, according to some, they were allowed to take these women before they converted them. And so if those women got pregnant, I don't know if the children would be considered fully Jewish. Um, but our question is, you see that they certainly were tainted lineage, so how could they serve? The Gemara answers, really, they weren't in the army. They didn't need school. They were just for show. They were just to put fear in the hearts of the enemy. The enemy would realize how many battles were lost to this mighty army of David. And if the enemy was scared, many lives would be saved. But they didn't actually fight. They were just part of the, uh, uh, to, to scare the enemy.